the series is going to simply be entitled 2020 vision in proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 18 the bible says what does the bible say g somebody grab grab another version please mc yes new living translation okay okay that's one that's a good one I thought you was going to say where there is no vision, right? But listen, y'all know what the verse said in King James. In King James it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Right? What else? Is, well, go ahead and read your version. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. King James says, where there is no vision, right in other words where there is no guidance from god the people are going to run wild in other words we will do what we want to do when there is no divine guidance in our lives read but whoever obeys the Lord, the law, the law, is joyful. Some versions say blessed is he, some versions say happy is he. The point I want us to relate to is what happens, another version says, where there is no revelation from God. Right? So whenever you and I do not look to God for guidance about how we live our lives we're going to start acting crazy we're going to start talking crazy right we're going to start living crazy right and before you know it we just running wild right uh, another version said we cast off restraint we lack discipline Um, and so three people went into a restaurant to have a meal and they were shown to their seats and were given a menu upon the receipt of the menu each one of the three put on their glasses so thank you guys thank you um, so the first one being a little embarrassed said well you know I, you know um i i just put it on to 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 see closer and the other per the second person said well you know um um what she said what he said um oh yeah i just i just put my i just need my glasses when the lighting is bad and, and the third person said um Whenever I need to see, I put on my glasses. But the reason each one of them needed their glasses was because all of them did not have 2020 vision. You with me? You're familiar when you go to the, the eye doctor, optometrist, that they usually place a chart before you, and if I remember correctly, they ask you to cover one eye right and you may have noticed 
that the lines that they ask you to read, they ultimately always arrive at asking you to read line number eight. Yes. Because right underneath line number eight is a red line. And if you cannot read line number eight, it means that you do not have... Why is 2020 vision so important to us? Because it, it enables us to see the things that are important to us. Right? Y'all all right with that? You, you always put on your glasses when <laughs> what you're looking at, right, is, is something that you really feel like you need to see or have to see, right? So, out of that setting comes 2020 Vision, the series, the title of the series for the next few sermons. I hope that's all right, because it seems appropriate, right, that we, as of January 1st, we are now in 2020, right? So 2020 vision for the year 2020. Seems to make sense to me. Now, in as much as where there is no divine guidance or revelation for God, people are... Pe right we are heading for destruction tragedy right it behooves yours truly to ask god where does he want the new maywood church to go where is he calling us to be in the year 2020 that's my responsibility because without vision, I'm leading you to a grave which does not inherit eternity with God. You understand what I'm saying? Right? I'm going to be running crazy. Right? I'm not going to be guided and led by God, His divine wisdom, and therefore I'm not qualified to stand before you and talk about a vision for Maywood for 2020. So in the time, in the, in the time that you, you were so gracious to allow me to spend some time asking and waiting for God to answer, I'm on point. I'm ready. Well, I'm not fully, I, all of it's not broken out yet, but we're going to start the discussion this morning. Is that all right? And that led me to Philippians 3. So let's, let's park at Philippians 3 for a minute. Not as though I had already attained Who's reading? Not as though, not as though I have already achieved. Not as though I had already arrived. Not as though I had, now what's he talking about? It's important, you know, shucks. Let me pause, let me pause and deal with that. Oh, wait. wait. Let me tell you what we ex we go we're going to extract from the passage. And then I'll go back. How's that? 
right? There, there are four ideas in the sermon that I'm going, we're going to build. We're going to build a series of lessons on and connect it to divine guidance from God 2020 vision. Make it this make sense? You, do y'all want to hear this? Because you need to want to hear it, right? To hear it right. Right? Not as though I'd already attained, or am I already perfect, full grown, or mature? Right? Which means that he's been on a journey with God, but he's not at the end of the journey yet. And he's aware of that fact. So he says, not as though I'd already attained, either am I perfect or fully grown, right? But I press on. But I press on. Now, <clears throat> press is a word of intensity. Press means to follow hard. Not just to follow. But we press on. Did you hear me? But we press on, read, that the reason why we're pressing on, okay, is that you and I, that we, that we may lay hold of that for which Christ, no, 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 see, you didn't get that, you didn't get it, right? I want you to insert plurality for singularity. Read it again, please. That we may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold. Boom, shakalaka. See, you, we need, yeah, look, we need to put ourselves in the verse so that we can hear what God is saying to us in the word. Right? So, already we've got two or three other points I want to take, take time to use as, a, as our stepping as our stepping off point. Point number one is, he makes an evaluation of his condition or his situation. When he says, I've not yet arrived, but I press on. Before you and I, before I, and in your personal life, before I can address God to hear what his vision is for this church, I need to make an honest and evaluation of my condition. So, point number one, the idea number one, the accent is on the word evaluation, but when I fill it out, I need to confess an honest evaluation. I need to say to myself, you know, 
stuff like you know the Lord brought me brought me from a mighty long way and one thing I'm always grateful for every day is for this body of people because we we already we so connected I'm so you ain't nothing you can do to stop me from loving you we're connected you can act out all you want ain't gonna change the fact that I love you and I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life as long as I'm here that's a given and I dare anybody to say I don't love them. Double day. <clears throat> then he says, brethren, we do not count ourselves. I, we do not count. We, thank you, Z. Why you? You go, boy. We do not count ourselves to have apprehended. He says. Now, now, see, I would lay hold, uh, apprehend. What that means is to take possession for yourself. See, God took possession of Paul. How many of us can say that? Don't answer that. I'm just, I'm just trying to plant sow some seeds of, of greatness. How many of us can say? It seems like we need to be thinking about moving to the point where we can say whatever God arrested me for by making me, by loving me into membership in the church of Christ, whatever that is, I want to possess it. I wonder, I wonder if we as a church could say that. That the reason we're here is because we want to grab hold of what God grabbed hold of us for. Vision 2020. The idea there is concentration. Focus. Requires discipline. We've got to have laser focus about why we're here. Read. But one thing we do, focus. How many things? How many things? One thing. Go ahead, G. We do. Forgetting those things which are behind. And reaching for so the one thing is a double whammy. It involves forgetting and reaching for. One's no good without the other. Which one do we trip up on the most? Which one do we trip up on the most? Oh, you're trying to look at me like you don't know. Like I have to tell you. You know that we, that we sometimes have, have more trouble with letting go of our past. Listen. Unless we apply... A solution 
time don't bring about no change. My daughter, my daughter was overseas, out of the country. And um, they just did her bad. They canceled her flight and all kinds of stuff. Told, told she was supposed to come back today and she had to come back yesterday. And man, she was in a she was in a dump. And she out of the states. She's a mess. Got into Miami by midnight last night. And didn't know when she was going to connect and they canceled out all of that. So Queenie and myself called her this morning to help her to leave yesterday behind. Why do you suppose we did? Can you see what I'm saying? Because if she takes the hurt and the abuse and the mistreatment from yesterday into today, today is just going to be another lousy day. What does May, what does the new May word, Vision 2020? What do you think the new May word need to do? in 2020. Say goodbye to the past. And I got work to do with that too because what we think is forgetting really ain't got nothing to do with it at all. Right? And reach forward. Okay? So we've got, we've got confession. I mean evaluation. We've got confession. Right? I mean, I'm sorry. We've got concentration. Reaching we press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling, the upward call, that's that higher ground. That's where we get the next level from. He ain't pressing to go back. You understand what I'm saying? He ain't pressing to go back. He's pressing to move higher to what upward, to what God has called him for. What is Lopez suggesting that the new Maywood Church of Christ do? Well, how about we press on to the next level? How about us leveling up? How about, how about making higher ground our focus 2020? Read. So, so, so we've got, we've got, we've got evaluation, we've got concentration, we've got number three, determination, right? Read some more. Therefore, therefore, therefore what? Let us, as many as are material, have this mind. Okay, now, now, see, <clears throat> after you evaluate yourself, and you make the honest evaluation, an honest evaluation, that draws you closer to being mature. Read. And if in anything you think in otherwise, God's gonna reveal it to you. God is gonna reveal, God's gonna show us if there's anything we need to do 
to keep moving to the next level. Read. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let it, okay, so now we're talking about like-mindedness. It doesn't mean that we agree on everything. It just means that we are one in our aim. It just means that every member is focusing on the next level. And he's saying, the same stuff that you see me do, you do. I got scripture for that too. Y'all remember when? Y'all remember when? Y'all remember when? Well, I, okay, let me give you the four. Because I got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. What I mean by that is, I don't have to preach the whole sermon today. Relax. Right? I'm, I don't have to preach the whole... That's what I mean. Relax. Relax. Suave. Bring it down. I see your pressure rising. Right? Evaluation. Possess. Concentration. Harness. Determination. Number four, express cooperation. Right? Express co. In other words, what you see me do, I need, listen, the only way to lead, it's not just the best way to lead. The only way to lead is by example. Jesus said it himself when he said, Mark chapter 1, verse 17. Follow me. And I will make you to become fishers of men. Now I'm not trying to be Jesus. But in a sense, when Jesus says follow me, what is he saying? He's saying, you do what I do. Do what you see me do. Isn't that right? That means that he is, he is, he is modeling what a fisher of men look like. And he says, follow me and I will make you to become. I will show you how to fish for men. So I'm going to show you how. The operative word there is training. And it's going to happen in the next few uh, Sunday schools, um, training on how to become fishers of men. Because we want, we want everybody to focus on it. Is that all right? And when he told them become fishers of men, it was like Jesus saying to him, and like me saying to you, now you know how to fish for fish. Put a little money in your pocket. 
make a living. But what I'm going to teach you how to do is to make a life. How many of you want to make a living versus making a life? He's not at, what he's asking them to do is to partner with him in living a significant, a meaningful life. How you, how, he's at, he's at saying, look, why don't you team up with me so we can make a difference in the world? Do you want to make a living, church? Or do you want to... Do you just want to make a living or do you want to partner with Lopez and change the world? Do you want to make a difference in the lives of people? Do you want to improve quality of life, not only for yourself, but for other people? Or do you just want to make a living? Evaluation, concentration, determination, cooperation. All of that is in the mix on the way to clarity of New Maywood God ordained 2020 vision. Now, I only have time to make another point. <sighs> In verse number 12, not as though I had already attained, right? Either am I perfected, but I follow after, I press, I press on. That has specific reference to what he just said in the previous verses. Now, what I'm about to say can change your life forever based on how you receive it. Right? Muchas gracias. Oh God. That's freshness for the rest of the journey. Thank you, sir. Back up to verse 7. Gee, you all right? Uh, I got the light already? Oh my goodness, I, okay, all right. Well, it's, it's cool. Because I got plenty of time. Once you understand, it's not going, you know, my, 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 my grandmother-in-law used to tell me, son, you don't have to unload the whole wagon of hay today. And I wasn't swift to hear back then, but I got it now. Woo! In verse 7, he says, Dr. Verse 7, G, because you know, but what things were gained to me, those are counted loss for Christ. But what things were gained, what, see, family, J O B. What things? <clears throat> Car, 
Right? You know, we don't, we don't just want any car. Right? And whatever car we want, we're going to make sure we work sometimes big. Right? A car ain't just a car when it's the car I want. But all right, all right, you don't want me to preach on that. Your car, he says, but what things will gain those I have counted loss? You see it? Gain and loss. Paul took everything he had achieved and put it, he moved it from the gain column to the loss column. Read some more. Yet, yeah, yeah, family, I also count all the, what things? Family, the car, you know, the closet full of shoes, the name brand stuff, my J-O-B, all things. This, but see, I know you're looking at me like, I know what he's getting ready to say, but I was blown away with this, right? So, what, Lopez, why are you preaching? Because I want you to be blown away with it, so that we can be blown away with it, so we can catch, we can, we can position ourselves to catch the 2020 vision. He said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, verily, I count all things but God. Now, when we read that, we tend to think it's manure. Y'all ever? How many of us used to shovel manure and put it around the plant? Y'all know, you know, you know, hey, look, I know what y'all think of. It's really, you know what manure is? Oh, y'all don't know what we say, right? It's feces. It's right. It's, it's we use it as fertilizer. Paul is saying, family, stuff, car, job, feces. You mean to tell me? No, you're not. You, you can't. You're not. That, that's my mother. What you talking about? Feces. But, yes, verily, I count all things but dumb for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of everything. Watch what Paul did. And count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. So what used to be gained, everything he accomplished, he took that and counted it as feces, dumb, trash. For the surpassing or the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. How many of us can say that? Do you see how when he said what he said in chapter in verse 12, 
why it's so meaningful. You see why? The question I want to leave you with is, would you prefer to have everything but Christ? Or nothing but Christ? In other words, all that stuff that Paul calls feces and junk. Would you rather have all of that and know Jesus? Or would you know Jesus? Would you rather have Jesus and none of that stuff? Because how you answer that is going to determine the intensity of your focus. I work with a group of young people, including my daughters. I call them ladies of distinction. They're three friends. They've been friends all of their lives, most of their lives. And a question came up, you know, um, reading Proverbs, you know, <clears throat> what, 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 what's wrong with wanting to be rich? How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you size up your life with respect to Christ being your Lord and He's everything to you versus everything without Him? And naturally, since they were past teenage years, they said, well, why can't I have them both? Absolutely no reason. But to get to the point where you are positioned to focus on one thing, the one thing has to be Christ. Y'all see what I'm saying? The one thing has to be Christ. Otherwise, it's not. And everything else, although they are good things, becomes a substitute for the best thing. I'm suggesting to you, Maywood, I'm talking to my people now. It's time for us to lift the lid. Forget about stuff. Let's focus on Christ alone. If you're here today, I don't know how you're living, but I do care. And I want you to appreciate the fact that without Christ, you may have everything you think you want, but you're missing the one thing 
that is more important and that really matters more than all of that put together. You may not have been baptized into Christ yet. Look, today is a good day. It's the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning in, it's the beginning, it could be the beginning of a new life. Just decide that you want to make Christ your Lord. Obey the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to save you. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God because He is. Be willing to change your mind, change your heart about the way you live it. Because without Christ, the best that can happen is you make a living. With Christ, you make a life. Which do you prefer? Making a living or making a life? Allowing God woo, to guide you. Anyway, be willing to confess Christ to be who he says he is and be baptized in water. God will raise you up to walk in the newness of life. You'll be a member of the church that Jesus bought with his own precious blood. If you're here and you're a member of the family, please consider deeply what do you really ask for? What does your life revolve around? Making a living or making a life? It's your choice. Choose wisely. So that as a church, this is my modus operandi, as a church, we position ourselves to focus on the one thing, to be continued. Do you need to respond? Yeah.